Thank you for joining us for Community Night, the Friday edition of Main Thing Radio with Pastor Robert Fountain and his wife Elizabeth. spiritually diminished because of his culture. A man of destiny, a man of promise, a man of the covenant, choosing and even begging for smallness, insignificance. Eventually, Lot had so embraced this diminished mindset that he was even afraid of little Zoar. In today's message, Pastor Robert will remind you that the worldly culture that is seen today is often going against the Bible. As Christians, it's important that we closely examine what is going on in culture and make sure that we aren't engaging in things we shouldn't be. We can impact our culture for the better. Now, here's Pastor Robert and Elizabeth in the book of Genesis, chapter 19, as they continue their message, Sneaky Spirit of Smallness. It, It tells us God delivered righteous Lot, who was oppressed by the filthy conduct of the wicked. For that righteous man dwelling among them tormented his righteous soul from day to day by seeing and hearing their lawless deeds. It's it's incredible to consider. What the Bible is telling us here is that Lot was righteous. He was righteous. Lot was righteous. But he was, as Stephen Mansfield worded it, reduced by his environment. He was spiritually diminished because of his culture. A man of destiny, a man of promise, a man of the covenant, choosing and even begging for smallness, insignificance. Eventually, Lot had so embraced this diminished mindset that he was even afraid of little Zoar, the little town that he begged to go to. Genesis 19.30 says, Then Lot went up out of Zoar and dwelt in the mountains. And his two daughters were with him, for he was afraid to dwell in Zoar, and he and his two daughters lived in a cave. A man of covenant, a man of God, a man whom God had, had delivered. I mean, since two, if, if God sent two angels to your house, I mean, you'd think it would be radically encouraging, but uh, it just tells us, I mean, it's possible to, to be righteous and yet oppressed by all the evil that's around us, to have our souls tormented by the wickedness that surrounds us and to shrink. 
And if that's not unsettling and relevant for our time, I don't know what is. You know, it's, it's, it's true that we associate sexual sin and specifically homosexuality with the sins of Sodom. But Ezekiel chapter 16 gives us a, a fuller perspective. That was only part of the problem. It was only a small evidence of the deeper issues. And understanding what exactly happened to negatively impact Lot and how to guard against it in our lives might help to protect us. It might help us to enlarge our hearts from any shrinkage that we've already allowed because we live in a place and in a time not that different from where Lot lived. And even if you're living so righteously that God himself would affirm it, you can still shrink and be diminished just like Lot. Ezekiel 16, 49, and 50. The Bible says, look, this was the iniquity of your sister, Sodom. She and her daughter had pride, fullness of food, and abundance of idleness. Neither did she strengthen the hand of the poor and needy, and they were haughty and committed abomination before me. Therefore, I took them away as I saw fit. Now, does that sound familiar? I mean, does that, does that sound a little bit like the time, the age, the place in which we find ourselves? The problem, don't miss this, she and her daughter had pride. The, the primary issue was pride. And they, they had an abundance. They had, they had fullness of food and abundance of idleness. Now, even the busiest among us have too much free time. If you look at the Bible, if you, if you just pay attention from, I mean, sunrise to sunset, six days a week, that's God's model. That's God's work ethic. And very few of us, very few of us are, are doing that. And if we're doing it, many times we're out of balance in what we're actually doing. These people were so prideful. They, they, had, they had such wealth. They had such abundance. They didn't care about the poor and needy because they were fat and happy, and that's all that really mattered to them. And then that last part, they were haughty. It's basically the same thing. as He's saying they were, they were so arrogant that they thought they could get away with anything. They committed abomination before me, but it was still a fruit of their pride. Now, here's the thing. We've seen evidence of it. I mean, wouldn't you agree that we, the church of Jesus Christ, are vulnerable to these same things? We're not immune to pride. We're not immune to indifference toward the poor and needy. We're not, a, we're not immune to this stuff. And based on Lot's story, we can conclude that whether we actively participate in these things or not, you know, or just complain about how rampant they are, we still are diminished by them. Spiritually, we're negatively impacted. So in order to reverse 
that negative impact, in order to, to reverse the reduction, in order to be enlarged rather than diminished, we need to live in the opposite spirit. One of the most important lessons that I've ever learned, I'm still learning it, but one, one of the most important teachings that I've ever received in my younger years as a Christian was on the subject of spiritual warfare. And I was so grateful for it. It came from a, a wonderful, dynamic, spirit-filled, charismatic believer. And it was such a practical teaching. He taught against all the shouting and yelling. He taught against all of the spiritualizing of spiritual warfare. You know, where everybody's yelling and screaming at the devil, telling him to do this, do that. And he said, if you want to actually do damage to the armies of the enemy, don't behave like they behave. Because if you behave like the devil behaves, well, then you're helping him out. You're helping him out. If you want to oppose an enemy, well, then oppose that enemy. The way you oppose a spiritual enemy is by standing in front of them. That The opposite, instead of pride, what's the opposite? Humility. But what does humility mean? You know, as C.S. Lewis famously said, it doesn't, it doesn't mean thinking less of yourself. It means thinking of yourself less. Humility means what I was taught as a young man in Youth with a Mission. It, it means that when you look at yourself, you're trying to see what God sees. You're looking for that accurate perspective. You, you want to be known for who you really are. You want to know who you really are. It's not humble to not admit a gifting. I have a gift with numbers. I never would have believed that in high school because I failed algebra over and over and over and over. But it was the abstract nature of it. I have a gift with numbers. That's all we have time for today on Community Night, the Friday edition of Main Thing Radio. We're so glad you joined us, and we hope you'll be back next Friday at this same time. Each time you tune in, you'll hear from God's Word, learn what His heart is for you and your brothers and sisters in Christ, and how you can put His love into practice in your community. You'll hear from Pastor Robert and Elizabeth and other exciting guest speakers as we navigate the reality of the church in this modern world. If you'd like to listen to additional Community Night teachings, visit MainThingRadio.com today. You'll find our archive of these messages, as well as the Monday through Thursday verse-by-verse teachings from Pastor Robert. You'll also be able to connect with us on Twitter, Facebook and Instagram. Do you live in Miami Beach? If so, we'd love to see you this Sunday at Calvary, Miami Beach. Join us at 9 a.m., 11 a.m., or at 1 p.m. for worship and Bible study with Pastor Robert. 
We're also live streaming all of our services on our church website and Facebook Live. Find out more at mainthingradio.com. Just click on About to find a link to the church website. That's all for today. Thanks for joining us for the Friday edition of Main Thing Radio.